you know, you know. I Y K Y K. <laughs> oh boy, acronyms. Here we go. Hey everybody, what's going on? Happy whatever day you're listening to this on <laughs> because I don't want to say what day it is. All right, it's everybody's favorite segment. We're going to call this questions with Caitlin in episode 13 to start us yeah. off here. All right. So, what do we Avery, got today? Get a load of this. What do you believe is the most hated vegetable in America? Give give it a guess. Give your top 3 guesses. Okay. I love it. I love all these pretense. Sure. Yeah. Broccoli. Some people freaking hate broccoli. Brussels sprouts. And asparagus. Okay. Two of those are on this least favorite list. Okay. So two of those are correct. So that was good. You got 60 Whoa, I did good. Yeah. Um, America's least favorite vegetables. I'll just give you a couple of these. Number one, turnips. I don't think I've ever nobody eaten even them. eats turnips that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard right so like maybe they vegetables. hate them without even yeah trying them. dummy so, they're delicious one turnip two beets beets Bears. are great Battlestar Galactica, Galactica. Bears. three Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> radishes four Brussels sprouts five artichokes six eggplant <laughs> seven <laughs> butternut squash eight zucchini y'all are just idiots you don't yeah. like zucchini Nine mushrooms, ten asparagus. Yeah, mushrooms are so, gross, but also mushrooms aren't a vegetable, so that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, why don't you get everybody re- relevant and caught up with the times? Oh, you didn't want to? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I gave up on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get, let's get everybody caught up. We'll do a little catch up with a couple of catches here. Worst. Last episode, we gave you a little chatty chat about medically induced retirement. Obviously, the medically induced ones, yes, they definitely need to happen and we're sad about it. And then Avery talked about the 2021 NFL draft QBs and her anticipated faves, the ones that she's most excited to see out on the field as soon as they get picked up by their their little homes. So that was last week. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I usually put like our initials in front of, you know, like ordered it and I my initial is right in front of the catch-up this week and I was like mm, no I'm good I'll switch I'll do highlights gotta keep it spontaneous <laughs> you guys if you could see us this is woo, woof <laughs> looking rough with a yeah. capital rough <laughs> rough with a capital okay there you go that's it right there ladies and gentlemen we're done for the week we're done thanks so much for hanging out with us we'll see you next week <laughs> So everybody, Aaron Rodgers, as we know, he said he's ready to peace out of, you know, Green Bay. He's done. Cashed out. Bye, Felicia. See you later. Give me my chips. I'm out. Peace out to the GB. That's right. It's gone. We have no idea any details of any of that yet, but he's done. He said, uh, I'm not doing it anymore. So there you go. Denver? <laughs> question mark? Yeah. Lamello, he made his return to the NBA after his injury. He didn't skip a beat. I shared a post the other day of him literally football throwing a basketball across the court to a guy and it was like the sickest thing i've ever seen like qb1 seriously yeah, qb1 for real mellow ball qb1 <laughs> detroit currently the last team in baseball but we're still on matt boyd's side we got to get his knee healthy he's like strained it so sorry detroit but we got to shout out <laughs> matt boyd again because we got to give mm-hmm. him good vibes this year <laughs> it's the Little matt chicken. Boyd year. yep yeah Dodgers, ooh, this was just breaking within the past couple of days. Dodgers, Dusty Mays. 
bye bye. He's having Tommy John surgery this month, so Ouch. that is a definitely a big hit for the Dodgers. A little scary for them. Mm-hmm. Then, guys, today as we're recording, it's minor league opening day. It's obviously this week. It's all happening. First time in nineteen months. Nineteen months. That, that doesn't. That's not a real that. number. That's not real. No. I'm like nineteen. I was like mm-hmm. maybe like. 10 <laughs> no it's literally right, been right. 19 months since they've played ball i'm like what in the world it's all happening now there's games on live and what's bogus is mlb tv doesn't automatically give you the minor league feeds which is stupid i'm like i don't want to pay for minor league baseball tv what is i yeah. want to see some games but i don't want to pay for that like include it well we already know that mlb network when you buy anything like that it's just bs anyways you get blacked out games you don't even get to see anything i know that's so like here's one game we think maybe five percent of people are going to want to watch so (laughs) i can't watch any of the cubs and white Sox games because obviously we're blacked out so i have to either watch them a at work or just get the feed after the game's over which is what i usually do i'll toss on one of those games but yeah yeah, i'll be honest that's one of the only reasons why we still have cable that's literally yeah and that's that we we only watch baseball and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm netflix and hulu all the time and binge everything all day like, all day all day <laughs> yeah like awesome. as we're recording i got my game on the red sox game in the background so good deal <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do bro things always so you know what it's we we're officially one week okay post nfl draft first round yes which is the most exciting part obviously the rounds mean a lot but and we think it's a whirlwind for, you know, us on this side of it. But just, like, think about how these guys are feeling this week. They absolutely are overwhelmed, I'm sure, excited, want to pee their pants a tiny bit because they immediately, like, within 24 hours, jump on a jet, jump to their new home with yeah. the new hat and all up in their suits, and they take a tour, their new it's place. So, fast. so, so it's fast. like you don't have two seconds to rest. No. I mean, their adrenaline – at some point it's going to wear off and they're going to sleep for like two days straight. (laughs) I can only imagine, you know, like, absolutely. And just like we thought in this draft, basically the first round, we predicted a quarterback heavy first round. Um, Not to say any other rounds aren't important because they are. And to be honest, a whole lot of big, big names that are in the game today have been late round picks. I mean, most famously, obviously the Tom Brady six round pick, uh Richard Sherman he went in the fifth round mm-hmm. um, who else we got Antonio Brown went in sixth round and like Kittle was in the fifth round so you know list goes on and on ding 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 these other round guys do mean something but the difference though between first round and these late round guys is really the overwhelming like fan and analyst expectations and I say it this way because the coaching staffs and owners of these teams they expect every draftee and free agent signed to be super ready to go 100% exactly they're ready you know you need to produce no matter what round you're in whatever but like I said from the fan and analyst view these first rounders are expected to be the main contributors from struggling franchises to turn it around completely for them and you know as we know it like that's not necessarily the way it works but the excitement and the pressure is is still there oh absolutely those first impressions right away I mean sometimes these guys are just talking out of their ass as soon as yeah. they get picked it's just they're gonna say anything to keep you know the ball rolling and sometimes it's just really not fair what they say so 
Yeah. It's, it's a lot of pressure, like you said, but whatever. I don't even pay attention half the time. I just mute as soon as the pick is in. It's done. Like, that's it. Like, speaking of the bear's pick, they had to go through that whole monologue before he's like, you know, the bears have drafted, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, what is he talk? I get, we get the frontline worker thing, but like, like, stop. This is the draft. Like, you need to do that in between picks. Like, don't do that when you're standing at the podium. That stressed me out. Well, and literally <laughs> picks between like five and nine, they kept yeah. talking about certain. So, oh, certain's going to get picked. Certain's going to pick. Yeah. My dad and I are sitting there like, shut up. Cowboys are going to get him. We know. Stop. Shut up. Like, chill. <laughs> and eventually he got him. He was like, yep, knew it. He was going to get picked. You're like, yeah, when you predict that he's going to get picked for six picks in a row, like, yeah, he's going to get picked eventually. So, like, <laughs> newsflash, good job. Newsflash, good job. <laughs> Man. So, I texted you this week and I was psyched because I knew. I immediately wanted to see, like, if you'd be in on the excitement, you want to talk about some of our favorite picks from round one. I, yeah, absolutely. I think we'll just go back and forth, back and forth. We'll just do two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. Uh, I mean, honestly, I could probably pick about like 10 guys to be like favorite picks, (laughs) but like we need to like narrow it down to like two each because I don't want to ramble for 16 hours, you know? Well, there was tons of good picks, but definitely you want to elaborate on oh, yeah. your faves. The one I wanted to start with here has a couple levels as to why I chose him. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites in the draft is Najee Harris. Mm, yeah. I mean, everybody knows the name pretty much. But he is the running back out of Alabama selected by the Steelers at the 24th overall pick. Now... Let me tell you here why this guy is like an ace in the hole, I think you could say for me. Mm -hmm. First of all, not only is he one of the stat leaders in Alabama history, because (laughs) let's be serious, like pretty much all these first rounders have broken records uh, all across the board. And like, you realize like so many of the records are like insane, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is his sixth time to have a (laughs) first down 14 yard grab you know like all this like weird stuff yeah literally first of all chill like (laughs) how do you have time to do that yeah and I think if you break records at Alabama like it's one thing if you break records at like a normal school you know what I mean breaking records at Alabama it's just like wow you're breaking probably like NFL records at this point (laughs) like how they said Alabama a couple years ago or whatever it was Alabama could beat Cleveland like in in a game absolutely (laughs) I mean you're not wrong But he decided to have his draft party not at the venue in Cleveland, which, side note, the crowds were insane there. I was like, oh, okay. They really were. It was, like, packed. I was like, all right, (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. floats your boat, Cleveland, you're in your own world. But he decided not to have it at the venue, didn't have it at his home. Oh, so cute. But at the homeless shelter that he spent a good chunk of his youthful years at. Yeah, that, like, makes you want to cry like how full of love is that that's the cutest thing i've ever heard he catered the event took care of everything obviously shared Mm -hmm. that it was a very special place for him he is a very well-spoken guy he isn't afraid to give 110 percent because let's face it okay so as this guy was homeless (laughs) like he was Mm -hmm. literally homeless yeah he knows exactly what hard work means you know yeah the come up story the come up story that's right i mean you're a homeless man and you end up being getting drafted in the NFL. Like that's mm, such a beautiful story. That's like a Michael Orr 
you know, type of thing. I was going to say that's definitely the feel good tug on the heartstring story of the night. So yes. yes. He came good. into the Alabama program, which obviously is known as one, if not the most disciplined program in, you know, college football with every single player is getting held to like a really high standard, both professionally and athletically. He excelled there. He was the first running back to go in the draft this year. And I can't even believe he quote, like fell that far, but the Pittsburgh Steelers got, I think one of the best of the best to Absolutely. Come in, in the last few years, really. And I am slightly concerned with his fit for the Steelers because we all know they're wide receiver heavy. Like the Steelers are full of wide receivers and they love to throw the ball, especially with a lot of uncertainty and injury at the quarterback position. As we know, we should, Roethlisberger should have freaking retired this year. I mean, <laughs> literally we all know, like Drew Brees retires and Ben Roethlisberger still playing. What world are we living in? Like, LOL. Yeah. Andrew Luck's gone. Yeah. You've got literally a list of guys who are just like on their way out. Yeah. Why aren't you? <laughs> but I mean, really, there's no doubt he's going to, Najee is going to make an immediate impact when he's called upon. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him play the game. Absolutely. What a good first one. I, I love obviously all of the feel good stories, all the things that make your heart warm. So oh, I like yeah. that first one. Um, the second one really was a crowd pleaser for a vast majority of, well, the Chicago land area mostly, <laughs> but, <laughs> a lot, yeah. but a lot of people. And I yeah. think people are running with the idea um, that this guy is going to change their life. <laughs> so <laughs> Of course, I'm talking about Justin Fields, QB from Ohio State, selected by the Chicago Bears. So Mm -hmm. Justin went 11th overall, um, which is funny because he was originally slated to go number three. So yeah, dude, we are shocked by that. Very shocked. But I think what an amazing place to land. You know what I mean? Like, I I just think it's such such a perfect story, such a perfect fit, like you just said, um, yeah, so Chicago Bears, they traded up to New York Giants um, yeah. to their spot for their uh, number 20 pick in the same round for their fifth round pick this year. And then for next year's draft, um, a first round pick and a fourth round pick. So literally a novel's worth of mm-hmm. trade stipulations to be able to Huge. trade up to the 11th spot and get Justin Fields. So what a good little situation there. Um, obviously, it's really hard to give up first round picks like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, Nagy and Ryan Pace, uh, they might not even be there next year. So it might not even be their problem to worry about that. So who knows? But I think all is fair in love and securing a franchise QB, obviously, for the first time in a long time for Shy. So, you know, they had to do what they got to do. Yeah. I I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't shocking. We can't say it was shocking because it's like we kind of anticipated it as the draft was like continuing. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. well damn I thought was thinking maybe Justin Fields was gonna go to San Francisco and then San right. Francisco took Trey Lance I think unexpectedly right. ahead of Justin Fields yes so that was kind of that was kind of a big deal so we were kind of like oh my god once that was the first saw, surprise yeah. yeah once we saw at work that the trade-up had happened it, it erupted it was like 
it turned into felt like like a concert or, or an actual stadium there because everybody's like oh it's happening it's yeah happening. it's like when you live watch um election results you know what i mean and states turn <laughs> one way or the other and you're like oh, no way yeah. yeah that's how i felt about this so oh, yeah. that was really exciting and like you just said i mean he obviously slated to go number three to san fran probably ended up in chicago but i really predict and i'm sure everybody agrees with me on this point mm-hmm. I predict that Fields, he's going to immediately surpass Andy mm-hmm. Dalton and Nick Foles. Like he is mm-hmm. absolutely the favorite for the QB starting, uh, starting spot. Um, yeah. Andy Dalton made a funny little comment and was like, um, coach promised me the starting position. Yeah. I was like, dude, signed. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Do like a little spit shake and a pinky promise? Like, no, <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like this isn't junior high. Literally whoever's the best QB is going to get in there and, and work it. So, and obviously Chicago's Instagram is literally full yeah. of field space everywhere. So like, obviously tell me you don't have a franchise quarterback without telling me you don't have a franchise quarterback. Like obviously yeah. people are just psyched for it. So it's something to get really hyped up around. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to surpass both of them and, and take that starting spot. Um, you know, stinking bears, they really want a good fight and they can really turn things around with their seven picks that they got this year. So I don't I think, you know, I think they'll be good for a while. And Justin is one of those guys that everybody's just hyped. They're really, really hyped to see. So whether you want to talk about pressure now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you've yeah. got one of the, what are we, I think the third largest city in America you've got a lot of people rooting for you. You have a lot of disgruntled, pissed off yeah. bear fans that yes. <laughs> have been that way for many, many years. So yeah, forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you've just got a uh, big shoes to fill and a lot of pressure to try to diffuse, but good luck to you, Justin Fields. And I know everybody's rooting for you. So we'll see what you yeah. can do. I mean, you're right. It's kind of a uh little bit Chicago fans can be pretty freaking brutal man like you don't give them a good taste in their mouth like almost immediately you're you're shamed yeah <laughs> so. you're nuts like Trestman literally when when Trestman was the coach oh. I have heard some of the absolute like worst things said about that man like mm-hmm. it's you're mm-hmm. just brutal yeah I'm uh I'm interested to see how it goes because it's the trading up for picks like reminds me of the Trubisky moment. And I'm like, let's not follow through on that. He's sweet little sugar, nice guy, but like, no, that was insane. Ugly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, Sass, the third pick for you know group, I guess for us here, my Keep it second rolling, pick yeah, is special. And I even mentioned him in the last episode, and I had a very pretty pretty much a very high excitement level for I think I had him on the scale somewhere pretty in the fours mid fours I can't Mm -hmm. remember but I did not at all expect him to go where he went but on draft night when it was winding down at work I really got to soak it in and I realized how perfect of a fit this is so the number two guy for me and on my excitement list is Mac Jones Mm -hmm. yeah Mac attack it was really surprising when you're sitting <laughs> I saw a meme where he was just sitting in his chair and it was like when the 15th round pick is picked and you still haven't been selected yet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I kept, oops. I kept singing too. I was like, Mac Jones, don't act like you don't know the name. Mm-hmm. I was like thinking of Mike yep. Jones the whole time. Absolutely. Like, Mac Jones. So Max, obviously the quarterback again out of who would have guessed it, Alabama, you know, football university. 
this is also really kind of a thrilling comparison for me because of the fact that Mac Jones puzzle piece fits perfectly and pretty much securely where he was drafted. He was picked 15th overall by the Pats, New England Patriots, of course, Mm -hmm. in a not so shocking move as the first few picks in the draft were taken. You could almost feel it coming, although it wasn't necessarily high on the radar for analysts. I mean, initially I even said maybe Trey Lance would be a, a really good fit style of play wise, you know, to go under cam, but man, this Mac Jones, it, the more I let it soak in, even that night at work, I was sitting there, I was sitting in my thoughts and I was like, dude, this, this is perfect. And the Patriots didn't really have a backup plan for the Brady departure. Cause it was like, they wanted to hold on to him as long as they could. And they don't want to think about living a new England Patriots lifestyle without Tom Brady, but obviously they've had to move on in the past year. So they didn't really have that plan. Again, he comes from, though he comes from the most disciplined system in college football, like I had said in the last one. Also, as most of us know, Belichick and Saban are buddy-buddy and literally run like parallel systems. Like, Absolutely. Saban, Absolutely. Yeah, Saban is literally running baby New England Patriots. Like, I mean, just think about and why it. Why wouldn't he? I know. You, you learn from one of the most winning coaches of all time like of course Mm -hmm. you're gonna pick up on something so right away first off like I said structure wise he could fit in in New England Mm -hmm. then physically I mean (laughs) I was looking at all the body shots of him when he had the cigar and they won the national championship next to the picture of yes Yes. and I was like Mm -hmm. boom that's the same body baby brady (laughs) baby brady coming at you it's literally the same body then like i mentioned last episode he's used to being a backup quarterback to start his college career like i said behind tua i remember we talked about that yes and then brady spent three years of college behind somebody at michigan and then in new england he was behind bledsoe until bledsoe had the inner injury and never really came back and then it was tom brady's team and brady time yeah cam newton is injury prone (laughs) Mm -hmm. like we honestly might see the rebirth of of a brady here with mac jones it's very possible i don't want to get too ahead of myself but i thought it was so like touching and telling when i don't know if you saw this getting on stage um side note the mac jones strut did you see the video of the strut of him next to belichick and i was like oh my god what is happening yes i did (laughs) i'm like anyways so he got on the stage and he was with goodell giving him you know dapping him up giving him hug and he quote whispered but he had to yell because it's so Mm -hmm. loud in there he whispered to him this is what i wanted don't tell anybody and he giggled like a little schoolgirl. he is he is sold on the patriots and the patriots are sold on him yeah, I can see him going full energy and poise ready to learn under camp here. Well, you know? and I think, again, I don't know how much you're going to learn from Cam. You know, and I, like you're just, yeah. you I think you're gonna learn got your own Bill style. Exactly. Else. Right. Yeah. And so as far as going into having like a strong mentor, like if it was one of those like Garoppolo under Brady things, like mm-hmm. those types of that situations work uh, mm-hmm. clearly. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be one of these things where he comes in and is like, falling all over cam's feet i think he's definitely gonna come in and be respectful like any new rookie will but who do you have next 
if you oh. had to give somebody next that you were excited, one of the guys you're excited about most, where are we going with this one? I actually, I mean, you know this, I think I've said this before, probably a couple of times about how much I just cherish my tight ends. Mm-hmm. They're my fave. So one of my tight ends, I was very excited about in the draft and go. broke again, hello records, yeah. Mr. Kyle Pitts from Florida. Jeez. Big old gator boy. So Kyle gators, baby. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> He was in college um, at Florida. He was an All-American. He won the John Mackey Award for Most Outstanding Tight End um, for 2020. Like just accolades after accolades after accolades after awards after like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like records being broken left, right, left, right. So I think it's only fitting that when you produce at that high of a level mm-hmm. in college, like you're already NFL ready. You're already NFL made at that point. Yeah. So same thing we were talking about with Alabama. Like if you're breaking records there, you're good to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so record breaking became mm-hmm. the highest selected tight end in draft history. And he was at um, the number four overall pick went to the Atlanta Falcons. So insane madness, insanity, super, super happy for him. I don't think mm-hmm. it could go to a more deserving guy. I mean, he's just an all-around awesome athlete, good guy, deserves it. So yeah, I'm going to get off that little He's built like light. the rock. Like he's, literally he's built like huge. the rock. What is he, like 6'6", six, six, I think, 220, I think I saw. Like he's just ginormous. So, and most tight ends are, but, yeah. you know, just what a big frame. I love it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the job security that comes with new guys and, you know, the fact that they acquire that so quickly after getting picked, I think that's great. I think it gives them a little bit of a, like, you can relax for a second because obviously right. they can't like trade it right away. They're not like going anywhere for the most right. part, obviously. Um, that's too much money in those first rounders. <laughs> exactly. So he's got some job security right now, you know, Atlanta, as soon as they, they picked up picks, Atlanta will not pick up Hayden Hurst's fifth year option. So that leaves him to have to try out for a spot this season. So that says everything right there. I think mm-hmm. You know, he's just going to come in one of those guys that's going to make the immediate impact yeah. and will hopefully be really productive mm-hmm. for the team. They need know, it. Atlanta <laughs> is one of those teams who, yeah, they, they trash. I don't know. <laughs> trash, I would use that pretty lightly because I think they have underlying talent. They have really, oh, of course they do. Frame. They got one of the best wide receivers ever, but I'm saying they have a really good frame. Um, mm-hmm. I think their Super Bowl flop really puts them back a lot so oh yeah you can't get over that until matt ryan is gone forever you will never get over that you will never live that down so you're just <laughs> the team that sucks Bye. <laughs> yeah. so kyle pitts awesome guy really excited for him love my tight ends adding him to the roster and you know i'd love to see a little little jersey action from him this year who knows we'll see oh sass might get oh oh a little mm-hmm. pity pitts jersey oh i yep. would like to get a a throwback gator jersey so that is who we are most excited for the war the guys that yeah. really got us going in this draft so we were really yeah really happy with the results for a lot of different teams it was a good year are. it was a very very good draft and i guess it's only fitting for me to bring it full circle as far as my picks both of my some of the guys i was most excited about came from the university of alabama mm-hmm. so this week for the MVP of the week, <laughs> I am literally just going to go with 
the University of Alabama football program. Bama straight up. Absolutely. I don't, you can't not pick them right now this week. Filthy. I mean, they fully dominated the first round of the NFL draft with, it, it really felt like they swept it. Like every single team drafted somebody from Alabama. I was like, Alabama, Alabama. Okay. Uh, how are you just going to get somebody from any other school? Yeah. I mean, it, it literally felt like that. So Alabama, like I said, a, almost a clean sweep, six guys drafted in the first round. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact reaction. Two in the second and 10 overall, that ratio is unreal. I think they said it's the most in school history. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, what is it? Like one eighth of your team, one ninth of your team. I mean, you, you're going to play with your teammates in the NFL. So that doesn't happen very often. Dude, you literally are bound to play with somebody you played with for three years, at least three or four years. And it's just crazy to think it's like, okay, they drafted 10 guys that are either coming out juniors or seniors (gasps) there's so many like you took 10 guys that should wipe a team out and it's like they're gonna have zero problem because they have five-star players coming from god knows where yeah no that's a good pick good good pick for sure alabama has been known as running back you for many years um, and LSU was wide receiver, you known that way for a while. I mean, they're pumping out guys like Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Derek freaking Henry sass. Like, mm. and I think it was, I can't remember. I was saw like an interview and I couldn't refine the clip. And I think it was Mark Ingram that said in an interview where he had to actually correct the interviewer and shared that this isn't only running back you, this is just football you period. And oh. As much as you love it or hate it, it's kind of a fact at this point. It's just the way it is. Like you gotta sit with that because they drafted their entire starting team due in the yeah. first round of the draft. So yeah. I mean, they're huge. They they're just unstoppable, and I don't know what's gonna be able to like get that scale back to being balanced yeah. because you know you can't have them win every right. single year all the time. But still, they're fun it's to like, watch. It's like Texas University of Texas in the nineties, where it's yeah, like, where like, they have that stint. stop, but. You can't argue that this was historic and it's record-breaking mm, yep. for Alabama. So congrats to all the players, the Alabama coaching staff, the university, because think about this, Sass. Guess what's coming in? A bunch of money and donations and enrollment's going to shoot up again. Dollar, dollar bills. There's dollar, no dollar doubt bills, about it. Bro. You know that's me in the sports world. All I think about is money. So uh, I believe <laughs> it's it. literally your brain. Anywho, are you a Bama fan? Are you? Um, let, let us know. Not you. Oh, you at oh, home, let us know. I am kind of my default. <laughs> yeah, we, we know you're roll tied. We get it. Let us know. Leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free okay. and you do not need an account to do that. So that's good news. Also, you can follow us on social media. And, you know, I had some good stories this week. I went to yet again another Cubs game. So yeah, that was really maybe. exciting. Um, but follow us on social media. We have our couple of catches Twitter account at couple of catches and our Instagrams at Avery J Nichols and at Caitlin underscore sass. So we will see ya and follow you back. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I just tweeted right before we <laughs> started on the page. It was just like minor league, in all caps, minor league baseball opening day with like 10 hard eyes. I was like, I have to, I can't stop. Literally, yeah. Which congrats to any of our guys that we oh, know yeah. that are playing in the minors right now who listen. So good. Finally. <laughs> yes, yeah. finally. So uh, we're happy for you guys. Yeah, speaking of that, dude, we have um that 
American Association League, the one, you know, Chicago Dogs. We yeah. gotta go to that again because they're starting their season soon too. Oh yeah, yeah, I drive by it all the time. I, I can't wait. Yeah. So. And one of the people we used to watch in uh the Slammers League, whatever Champions Cup is yeah. in that little Phil. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just talking I like about you call it. him Little Phil. Little it? Phil, that's Little Phil. Like I don't know, that's just what I call him. But he that's plays for Gary. I'm like, that's like we'll have to. I was like, Sass and I'll have to come see you play. No, I'm serious. Like I'm down to go everywhere because obviously I've got a limited number of days, so I'm ready to do oh. it all this summer, guys. Goodness. All right, all righty, well, people. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta, we got. She has 14 things to do tonight before. She has a big day tomorrow yeah. and the Red Sox are on and I had to pause it and I had to delete my notifications because I don't want to know what's happening. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love it. We like to, to be in the action and watch it all kind of build up. So, yep. That's what we do. All right, people. We will see you next week. This was episode 13. See you for 14. How about Sounds that? Good. I'll see you. Next week. All right, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.